Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories, and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle, and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is the second episode of our series, Your Story for the month of December. Before I introduce our guest, I just want to do a quick reminder of our most recent episode with Tara Neal, who shares her story of how she climbed her way out of the entertainment industry, drug addiction, and an abusive relationship. She has a beautiful story and is now living a happy, successful life. If you haven't had a chance to catch our previous episodes, visit LipDocNation.com and there you'll find more resources to help you live a life in purple. On our show today, we have another beautiful soul. P. Allen Jones is a writer, a wife, a mother, and an author of the book, I Only Cry at Night. She lives with sickle cell disease and has a message to deliver for those living in silent pain. After years of suffering from a dysfunctional family and countless nights of extreme pain, she finally had someone help her understand how to live with this disease. She is passionate about raising awareness for sickle cell disease and living a healthy lifestyle. I can't wait for you all to hear her story, but welcome to the show today, Pam. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad that you are on the show and uh, we have not had anybody with sickle cell disease and I'm curious to learn more about this. I read your book and I would love the listeners to really rally around you and show their support for you. So before we get into your story, will you tell us where you're from and what exactly is sickle cell disease? I'm from Los Angeles. I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. And sickle cell disease is a genetic disorder of the red blood cell. And uh, it causes all kinds of complications in your life. People are born with it. You cannot catch it. It gives you uh, a really difficult life. So that's what sickle cell disease is. And um, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And your passion is beautiful. And I read your book. And so I would love the listeners to understand your journey and what it is, what it's like to live with sickle cell disease. So what was your early childhood like living with this disease? And how was it received by your parents? To begin with, um, I, my parents didn't understand sickle cell. And so I was not treated for pain when I would go into sickle cell crisis. And ultimately, I had a pain-filled childhood and very discompassionate parents. So it, it, was, it was difficult to grow up in that environment where they didn't really understand or know what they were dealing with. And, and yet I had to live with it. And uh, it, it made life hard. I can only imagine as I was reading your book, okay, Lip Talk Nation, you definitely need to get her book. In the first couple chapters, I found myself really 
really relating to you in the fact that I understand pain very well and you were so young when you had your first experience with this sickle cell crisis as you mentioned. So in your book, you had several episodes that you mentioned. Pam, will you share with the listeners what it was like and describe that first time you learned what physical pain really was at such a young age? The first time I experienced pain, it was when I fell on a heater and had third degree burns. And that was probably about three years old, but that was nothing compared to the sickle cell pain I experienced a little bit later, probably about 10 when I had a crisis. And a crisis is when you have sickle cell and it it clogs in your blood vessels, in your limbs, your legs and your arms, it causes pain that you can't imagine. And so the first time I had that kind of pain, it, all I could do was rock myself to sleep and, and cry because my parents didn't know, didn't understand, and so they didn't give me any treatment. And so I just medicated myself with, with rocking and crying myself to sleep, and, and that was my first experience with sickle cell pain. Okay, listeners, how many of you out there are dealing with sickle cell disease or you know somebody with this disease? And um, I just want you to hear the vulnerability in Pam's voice right now when she said that she had to learn at such a young age to rock herself back and forth and cry through the pain. Pam, I can only imagine that level and that intensity of pain. As I was reading your book and, and hearing the stories of the things that you faced with your brother putting you in this closet. And this is basically where you, you uh, your title comes from. I only learned to cry at night and you learned how to cry in the dark. And, and you had countless nights of this. As you got older, you also mentioned in your book that you faced several obstacles. You had already survived your parents' divorce at this point, but you mentioned that you got involved with the wrong crowd. So what were your teen years like living with this disease and And how were your relationships with others? The teen years were a mess, as most people experience teen years. But mine had had this added stress of being sick and not being able to participate and not being just able to do physical things and do anything that kids could do and play. And so, I mean, it was it was a difficult thing during my teen years and and add to that, I was raised in the inner city. So I had poverty, I had gangs, I had drugs uh, all around me. And so I had to survive that in addition to sickle cell. So you just mentioned very large obstacles, in my opinion, that you faced and you're from Los Angeles and California and you grew up in the inner city. Listeners, how many of you can relate to even Um, the type of neighborhood that Pam just described in the drug environment and the wrong crowds and even being around gangs that clearly had to make an impact on your soul as you continued living with your own pain. I think as I was reading your book, Pam, I heard you, you were hiding from your pain or hid it from people so well. And then when you had your episodes and when you had these, these um, storms that came up and uh, 
the crisis is what it's called, sickle cell crisis, you were in extreme pain and no one knew how to process that. And so Pam, you clearly are a fighter and you're a survivor. I got goosebumps when I was reading your story. It's very powerful. I would love for you to explain to the listeners and I would love the listeners to know and understand the importance of taking care of yourself. You got married at a very young age, which was 17. Your mom signed the papers for you to get married. But what happened over the next few years in your story that brought you to the point that you decided to take care of yourself? Um, I had a failed marriage and I was, you know, going in and out of the hospital. Then I had a sickle cell crisis and a doctor stood over me while I was in the bed and she looked out and said, do you want to die? And I was faced with my mortality and I had small children. So I decided that I wanted to live And so I had to be proactive with taking care of myself, uh, eating right, getting rest, all the things that you have to do with sickle cell. You have to be diligent to take care of yourself. I actually made uh, an idea that that was going to be my life. I was going to be proactive, manage my health, and I was going to live. So um, I thank that doctor for giving me a wake-up call quite honestly. Pam, that's such a powerful question for a doctor to ask somebody. That's very straight up. Listeners, did you hear that question? Do you want to die? Here you were in the middle of this intense pain and the doctor asked you. So as I hear your story and how you decided that you wanted to be proactive, that's what I want the listeners to take away right now is to be proactive about your health. And so what were you told that the average lifespan was for someone who having sickle cell disease and what was your 30th birthday like? When I was 10 years old, uh, I had a doctor tell me that, you know, you're going to live to be 30. And at, at, a ten, at 10 years old, I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. That's far away from now. But when I turned 30, it was like the light went on that sickle cell could kill me and that I was living on po- borrowed time. So when I blew the candles out of my 30th birthday cake, it was like, okay, now this is serious. This is real. And that added to my vigilance to to take care of myself and to be proactive with what I could do, everything I could do. Of course, the doctors do their job, but I had a part to play as well. You know, I can't imagine what that's like giving a timeline saying when you were 10 years old, Pam, told that you were only going to live till 30. And I guess when you're 10, that still seems so far away. Listeners, many of you can probably relate. Remember what it was like being a kid and thinking that even 25 is really old. My daughter wishes that she was a teenager. And so I'm like, don't wish your life away. But here you are. You are living with this disease, sickle cell disease, and living in constant pain. And sometimes you just don't know what can cause the pain either. But you were told that your lifespan was going to be 30. So when I was reading your book, when I read that you blew up the candles and you had some really dark moments after that. But I love how you still decided, Pam. That's what I want the listeners also to understand is you still decided to be proactive and you wanted to manage your health. And you're like, this is real. And that stands out so loud and clear to me that this is real. And there's so much life left in you already. And so I would love for you to explain to the listeners, what are some restrictions for a person living with sickle cell disease, just to give the listeners a better idea of what you live with? Elevation is an issue because the blood, the red blood cell needs oxygen. So 
I personally can't go higher than 4,000 feet. In a plane, there's no problem because it's pressurized, but elevation is an issue. Um, hot and cold extremes are a problem. Physical and mental stress. And, you know, everybody has stress. I had a stressful job. It all takes its toll, but for us, it's times 10. So I have to limit all the stress and exertion. I'm, I like to work out, but when I feel one twitch of pain, that means I have to stop. So it's nothing, you can't do any extremes. You know, you can't lift too much weight. You can't have too much hot, hot or cold. It's just um, there's limitations that you would not think your blood can cause problems, but with sickle cell, they're triggers. Absolutely. As I was reading your book, some of the things that you did, you didn't know that you shouldn't do. Um, as you know, when you were a child and you mentioned that you went to camp and you were high up in the mountains, that's when you discovered that you couldn't be, uh, you know, change the air. The air was thinner and you went and had a an episode. It, it was just crazy how I was listening to you going through these things that you just didn't know. And that's why it's very important to educate yourself. And Pam, I would love for you now to just explain um, one of those episodes that you had, an ideal led to ask you this question about how you had this, this sickle cell crisis. Um, when you were on a plane with your husband, that story is really standing out to me right now. And, and will you describe that intense pain for us, just so the listeners understand the extreme part of it? That story was based upon me visiting my son in Utah, who was in college. And I had gone to Utah in the in the summer and the spring but this time it was in winter. And so I was triggered into a sickle cell crisis before I got on the plane. So throughout the whole plane ride from Utah to California on a plane. And it was crazy. And, and the, the stewardess and the people, I, it was just suffering in, in my own way. And that goes back to me suffering in silence. I knew how to do that. I knew how to go inside of myself and, and just suffer but it was horrible. And I ended up in the hospital when I got home uh, to California and I was in the hospital for probably a week. And I also uh, got a couple of transfusions. It, it, was, it was just all bad. And it all stemmed from uh, not necessarily the elevation on the plane, but the elevation in Utah and, and the cold. And it was just a compounding of different issues. And um, I sat on the plane and, and suffered there until we landed. And that was all I could do. In your story, you mentioned that the doctor, when you eventually got to the doctor, the emergency room, and, and he was doing these tests on you, and he said, was it your spleen that was swollen? That he had never seen it swollen that large before in an individual. It, it was swollen you know, three times the size that it should be. And listeners, I just really want you to understand because um, I, did, I didn't know much about sickle cell disease until I was reading your book, Pam. And I really, really appreciate you reaching out and wanting to share this because it is something that we need to raise awareness on. As I'm doing the research and finding out the statistics on there, there's so many people who are dealing with this. And again, thank you so much. But I know that you have overcome that. So even though you, you have some of these obstacles, you are such a fighter. And I would love now personally to know who are some of your heroes and supporters that have helped you in your journey of facing this disease head on? 
I have to say my husband, um, I had a stroke in 2014 and it's related to sickle cell and he championed me to get back my functions. I, I couldn't even remember how to flip a pancake. So he helped me, uh, helped me work with my mind, uh, with puzzles and just encouraged me to survive and to get back everything that I was, I had lost and thank God everything ha- I had lost uh, came back. And so my husband is my hero, but also the sickle cell warriors that deal with this disease every day. I blog and I, I talk to people all over the world about sickle cell and these people are the strongest, most courageous people and yet they suffer and that's why my job to bring awareness is so important is that these people are living and excelling and surviving and uh, so they're my heroes as well. I'm sitting here nodding my head yes as you explain how your husband was your hero. You use this beautiful word called champion. He championed you into getting back your functionalities and functions and I love how he cheered you on and, and it's more of an empowering thing and also those I love how you said it those who are suffering or dealing with the sickle cell disease are warriors. That's another beautiful word to me. You are a warrior And yes, they are warriors as well. And so listeners, let us rally around them, raising awareness, educating ourselves on this, and then showing our support. As we move on into the interview, we're going to go to what we call our lightning round, Pam. And so the questions are very easy. They're simple and um, quick to answer. Just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready, Pam? Yes. All right, here we go. I've got a little music playing in my head. I hope everybody everybody hears it. Ha ha ha. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? I think it would be the power to heal. That's so great. The power to heal. I'm writing this down just so everyone knows. The power to heal. How do you like your, well, I read in your book that you can't have too much coffee, so maybe I'll change the question. Do you like coffee or how do you like your tea? The terrible thing is I love coffee and I love it with cream and sugar. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's awesome. Cream and sugar, everyone. She loves it. All right. What's your most embarrassing moment? I was walking in some really high hills and I fell in front of a group of people and um, there's no way to fall cute. So I, (laughs) I fell horribly and that was an embarrassing moment. Oh, man. Did they help you up? No, no one did. Wow. Shame on them. I hope they're listening and that they feel really bad, Pam. But you're right. There is no graceful way of falling in high heels. I've done that before, too, so I'm relating with you. Okay, moving on. What is your favorite food? Um, I like Asian food. Asian. Anything, everything. Anything and everything Asian. Check it out. That's awesome. All right. So if you could have any car in the world, what would it be, Pam? Um, I hate to say it, but a Jaguar. You hate to say it. I think that's a beautiful answer. A Jaguar. Hey, what color would you want it? Um, I think white because I live in the country now and everyone has white cars. So I, I would like white. Oh, white. Let's put it on your dream board. Your vision board right there. Yeah. Yes. All yes. right. Final question of our lightning round, Pam. What is your favorite color? Well, I love the sky blue. And so I could say that's my favorite color. Sky blue. 
It's a very healing color, just so you know. I recently had someone else tell me that, and they went on this long um, explanation of why sky blue is is important. So that's really awesome. It tells a lot about your soul, Pam. Thank you so much for sharing those fun facts about you. And uh, thank you for sharing your story and being vulnerable with us. Despite all that you've gone through, you are still a survivor. What a gift you have to tell your story, Pam. Do you have any final words of encouragement or facts that you would like to share with the listeners before we close out the interview? Yes. Sickle cell, you cannot see from the outside. So when people say, oh, you have sickle cell, you don't look sick. Well, that's sick, sickness. What does sickness look like? You know, people should get to know you and appreciate you as a person. And so when you find out someone have, who has sickle cell, find out what the, everything you can about the disorder and, and have compassion because Sickle cell is is a blood disorder, not a race disorder. So people have said that it's a black disease and doctors have even told me, oh, you're not, you're too light to have this disease. It's for black people. Well, that's not true. So sickle cell is a blood disorder and it affects all kinds of people. You know, I, I want to dispel that rumor or that myth that sickle cell is a black disease. It's a blood disease. And to encourage, I think, What I've learned is that when you put God first, everything else is easy. That just gave me goosebumps, Pam. Yes. Wow. Put God first and everything else comes easy. Listeners, write that down. That is so important. And, And I love how you clarified that for us and the facts. You know, sickle cell is not just for black people, but it is a blood disease. It's all races. And so it doesn't discriminate basically is what you're saying. And thank you for putting that rumor to rest and, and sharing your voice here, Pam. I really, really appreciate it. And, um, put God first. Wow. Your story is very inspiring. I know we only really touched the surface of your story and I would love the listeners to get your book. I only cry at night. So where can we find out more about you and purchase your book? Um, well, you could purchase your book, my book uh, on Amazon.com, and uh, you can check out my website, pallenjones.com. Find out everything else about me. pallenjones.com to find everything out about you. You are a blogger, so you can follow her blog as well, Lip Talk Nation. Pam, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your story with Life in Purple. It has been an honor having you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, and I really appreciate it. Yes, and Lip Talk Nation, thank you for spending time with us at Life in Purple, where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. It's been a pleasure hearing your story once again and letting our listeners glean value from your experience. Lip Talk Nation, if you've enjoyed today's episode or any of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. If you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a friendly review. And for Android users, send me a quick email to Lara at lawrencebragg.com. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become. <laughs>